0: Well, hello, I'm Amelia Myers.
1: I'm Jason Rosewa. And, and this, this is married, married to Hollywood. Where
0: we break down the good, the bad, and the ugly. About
1: being married to each other. And the industry. What up? Hello. I feel like my headphones are on backwards. I don't know why, but the audio is coming in weird. Oh, how How's strange. it for you?
0: It's totally fine. Cool. But would you like to switch your headphones real quick? No. And I can just good. say hi to everybody while you do that? Nah, no. Go for it. How are you okay. feeling?
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm doing all right. Happy Yom Kippur. Happy Yom. <laughs> Happy Yom! Um, it's it's been a week.
1: It has been a week. It has
0: been a
1: week. Uh, but we're posting this late tonight. But it's, I mean,
0: it, we're still going to get it in on a Thursday and <laughs> before midnight. But it, um, it will happen.
1: It's we're posting this late tonight because, well, pretty much the topic of the week is.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's true. Why uh, putting on a brave face or trying to stay calm?
1: Staying calm in chaos. In chaos. How one does that in a relationship and, I guess, on set and all the other... And all
0: that lovely stuff. Other fun stuff. Um, but before we delve into that, I do just want to say um, today today was was great because we, we went down to downtown Disney, um, which was so fun because it was first experience any with anything Disney. Disney th- we didn't go into Disneyland, but downtown thing. Disney, um, because one of my best friends since elementary school, um, Julie Capellian. Hill tonic. Um, <laughs> she and her husband, David, and the three kids were here. They, they, they surprised the two older two boys, boys and with Disneyland. Well, and they surprised the daughter, too. She just didn't know well, she was she's being surprised. You know, she's 10 months old, so she wasn't aware <laughs> of said surprise. And we FaceTime a lot with with little Finley, and so it was really cute to see the girls recognize each other. And we had we had lunch with them and then drove back up and... Yeah.
1: and no, nah, skip nap time. She skipped nap
0: time. But then she fell asleep as I was parking the car. So I sat in the car for a little over an hour. Jason had jumped out to run into the house.
1: Turned the restroom. And, and in the she interim. fell asleep.
0: And so I was like, well, you're doing the grocery run. Here's the list.
1: <laughs> and off I went.
0: And off he went. Um, so today was, today was lovely. But this week was just a humdinger sort of all around.
1: <laughs> a humdinger. A
0: humdinger of a week. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> um... Do you want to share your side before I go into my side?
1: Do I want to share my side? Um, like, what
0: happened to you this week?
1: Okay, well, I'm fine. You are now. <laughs> yeah, well, we, we talked a little bit about how you're doing and about your day. We didn't talk about my day. We didn't talk about how I'm doing. We're just jumping right into the topic of the week. we going. How
0: are you doing, my love? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm, I'm good. I am a little... Um, I'm a little bummed about how this week turned out. I'm a little bit bummed that I wasn't able to accomplish some of the things I wanted to accomplish. Um,
0: Well, why was that?
1: (laughs) Well, um, not not even like getting into all of that. Just like, you know, things got away from me and I wasn't able to take charge of things I wanted to take charge of. There's plenty of excuses in context.
0: This is not an excuse. A legit thing happened to you this week. <laughs> what <laughs> happened to you? <laughs>
1: um, I woke up Monday morning with the flu.
0: Yes. So when you have the flu, oh, the poor guy. He goes to urgent care and Jason never gets sick and he never goes to urgent care. Like well, I, I, I have to be like, go to the doctor. Well, I was
1: thinking something was off Sunday and um, yeah. Sunday at work. I picked up like some like, um, store brand uh, Dayquil and, uh, and like, some Airborne and, like, all of, like, the little essentials to get through the day. To try to, you know... Slow down whatever zinc, it felt like. Yeah.
0: yeah, trying to kick in. And then he woke up and went, no, something's not...
1: That didn't feel right. So and then when I run warm and I was... You I were like cold. 90, you were 96. I had chills. I had the chills.
0: 96-something. 96-2 or something. 95 high. So... I said, you know, go to urgent care as soon as it opens because he was like, well, I have work at this time. I was like, go to urgent care. So he goes to urgent care. I'm waiting for the AC guys that after 18 days were finally coming we finally to replace the compressor. And I have class with uh, with Lila on Monday mornings at Piper, and we have to leave at 9.45. So Jason's at urgent care. The AC guys were supposed to come at 8.00 they're like two hours late. They had to go get the compressor. And and so I tried to say, you know, okay, well, no problem. I'm going to have to go, but it's fine. And I'm packing up Lila to go (laughs) to class. Jason messages me, I have the flu with the face palm emoji. And I was like, you have the flu? The
1: doctor looked at the test and pretty much just went, yep, you have the flu. And you might have strep too.
0: Right. And you got tested for strep too. Yeah. Um, and I went, oh my gosh, because for the last month, I've been a, a month and a half, I've been saying, we need to go get flu shots. Yeah. And we we just time Didn't, gets away yeah. from you. So I was like, oh my gosh. So I'm trying to get Lila packed up. I was like, Jason, you know, get your prescription, come home, you know, hop into bed. And then Brady gave us the quite scare a scare. The long and short of it is now that Lila is bigger than Brady. He's trying to
1: assert his dominance, dominate
0: her, and you know just kind of have to shove him off. For when, those of
1: you that own dogs, dogs dominate other dogs by humping them. Dogs, they do. Dogs they do. dominate in anything they believe is a beta to them by humping them. And
0: Brigadier is the most beta of beta
1: dogs. dogs, but he's our first child.
0: He is, and, and so he, now that Lila is he knows walking he's being and bigger than than he is, he keeps trying to mount her and hump her. So we have to, you know get on his chest and from underneath and push him off and scold him and explain why he can't do this. And I was packing up the diaper bag and this, this happens and he was getting, it was more aggressive than usual and Lila was getting upset. And so I very, very firmly fussed at him and got him off of her and Lila was upset, so I was comforting her and changing her diaper. And I turned back around, and Brady was looking at me with this shocked expression. <laughs> and his, his, <laughs> what's funny now, but at the time, no, it was, it was terrifying. terrifying. And his, his back is arched under, really arched under. And I was like, what's going on? And he just lays on his side and splays his legs and looks at me like, what is happening? The only way to explain or describe this, and this will be graphic, people it looked like his penis had completely come out of his body and had detached and and was actually leaving his body. Um, He's looking totally freaked out. I see this. I'm like, what the heck is that?
1: He's also neutered.
0: And he's neutered. Right. So I was like, what is happening right now? And I'm trying to stay calm, just trying to think of what's happening, and I'm watching it get more and more swollen, and it's looking like it is legit detaching from the body. Fun times. And he starts panting. He puts his head down on his side. His legs start to shake and his eyes are rolling into the back of his head. Lila sees this and is starting to freak out. And then all she wants is to be on my breast for comfort. So I'm calling the vet in a panic but trying to stay calm because my daughter is right there. And I want calm energy for Brady too in case, you know, this was the end because I, the way he was behaving, I thought he was going. And the nurse said she had never heard of this. And here's an emergency number for a vet that can come to the house because we didn't know if I could move him because something was, you know, like an organ was coming out of his body. <laughs> so I call and leave a voicemail for this vet. And then I call Jason going, nine, w- I said, SOS, come home said now.
1: And one, he goes, what's up? Home.
0: And I briefly explain. He went, I'm on my way. He leaves the pharmacy, races home, and I'm laying on the floor facing Brady kissing him he's licking me occasionally but his eyes are like he's closing his eyes his heart rate is 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 slowing and his, his leg is twitching and this thing is just not in his body and I was telling him he's such a good boy and I love him so much just in case and Lila's here and mommy's here and Lila's nursing on me and kind of looking at Brady freaked out and I was like what is happening right now I actually had the thought of is this how he's going to leave us is this how our sweet Brady boy is
1: going to leave us? Anybody I've told this story to um, has said, well, I guess that's a way to go. <laughs> you know?
0: We still didn't know what was happening yet. I took photos because I could not believe what I was saying. Mm-hmm. Right before Jason walks in, so this is about 25 minutes after this whole thing happened, Brady squeaks this wacky squeal, and it sucked back into his body, except for, like, the little tip. Now, like, dogs, you know, typically have that little red rocket tip when they're going to the bathroom, whatever. So that's the usual, the lipstick, whatever you want to call it. And then I was so scared the rest of the day, like when he went to the bathroom, was it going to fall out? I was like, what happened? So Jason's with him. I'm with Lila. Clearly we didn't make it to class. The (laughs) AC guys are upstairs. I'm like freaking out now that Jason's home because once he was home, I was able to step away and like totally break down for a second because I thought our dog was dying. It was awful. Turns out, you can explain.
1: Oh, okay, cool. That was a very abrupt <laughs> handoff. I, well, the story. I was telling, I
0: was telling the story because no, I was cause there. No, because you were there. Yeah, I know.
1: no. Um, and I, am just so okay. Um, <laughs> as so, when dogs get erect, their penis gets pushed out through the little sheath, and there's a little muscle, uh, like kind of like ring that holds it back in. Yes. And then when he got scared and because it was like his first erection of his life like he it didn't he got scared popped past and, that and that and little muscle back in. held everything out so all the blood that was engorged in that area of his body which is quite a bit of blood for any animal once that blood stays in that part of your body your blood pressure drops because there's less blood in your system and, and it was, it was so stuck and wouldn't
0: go back in which is why his heart rate, rate slow. was slowing and his eyes were rolling into <laughs> the back of his head so <sighs> Now, a few days later, that we know what actually happened, and that it's is based on our
1: limited veterinary knowledge. So, anybody who's a vet can no, no.
0: no. The vet told us this. Yes, when they called back, um, they said it's very rare for that to happen to neutered dogs. She went, "Oh boys, oh boys," is what she said, and I said, "Well, it's a cause for concern because we we were really freaking out." And she said, no, she's not concerned unless it happens again. Because if it happens again and gets kind of caught like that again, it could mean that there was a little tear or or there was a an artery issue or something. And then we'd have to get it checked out. So the poor little dude, but trying to stay calm with the baby screaming so and Brady going through that. Oh, my gosh.
1: What do you do in your head? What are the things you go through? Are there any kind of mantras or plans you have ahead of chaos like that? Me? Yes. No. Yes. I,
0: I, I'm asking the dog.
1: <laughs> Brady, the next time that happens. But it to sounded you,
0: like a very. Um, Existential, you just kind of like...
1: Yes, that is an existential question y- you for want, You want listen. the, the, the listeners in to... The ev- in the event that ca- you're in the middle of to chaos, comment and, and- develop a mantra, develop a place to center I yourself. I need that is to my get better about that
0: because I am not good with mantras. I am not good with meditation. I'm not. I'm usually very even-keeled um, and normally just take a deep breath and I'm fine. But I've never been one to have a mantra of the day or do that. But I feel like it could be beneficial, especially as stress levels continue to climb. So I, you've been
1: on set, at, you know, a few dozen times in your life. Yes. When things get chaotic like they do on set, what do you do to stay in the moment? What do you do to stay focused as an artist?
0: It's a great question. Um, a lot of the time, honestly, because I've been very fortunate, most of the sets I've been on have been pretty great. But when there are issues... It sounds kind of cheesy or a cop-out, but just kind of go with the flow and stay optimistic and just step up and say, how can I help? How can I help? And just kind of work through it. Now, it is frustrating when someone keeps going up on their lines or someone shows up to set dr- drugged or on something. Then then there's you know a little bit more of an issue or there's no AC and we're in a hot thing. I mean, there, there are circumstances where it can get stressful, but you just, you be a team player and say, All right, how can I help? Let's get through the situation and and go back in. As far as character, if that happens, I mean, I just have to pull out, help fix the situation, and go back in. Um, That's been my experience so far. What about you? Have you ever had anything where it gets really crazy and you have to Um, kind of put yourself back in? Most
1: of the chaotic sets I've been on that have been chaotic, um, I don't know if it's thankfully, um, but thankfully I've been in production on them. Ah, Um, I've not been an actor. Uh, One chaotic commercial, but it was just chaotic because of the sheer number of like principles that were on the project. So it was just not everyone knowing what was happening. Like production didn't know. As an actor, I was like, okay, cool. Um, Like I was told to grow a beard beforehand. I grew a beard. I got there. They shaved me. Right. And then put a, then put it added a mustache to me. It was weird. Um, Yeah, that was weird. And then it was like a lot of holding, and there was like a lot of additional things just constantly get thrown at you, and I think the notion of like, yeah, just go with the flow, but uh, for me, I think, um, I think the thing that I say in my head is you're supposed to be here.
0: You're supposed to be here. I like that, and this is all part of it. It's hurry up and wait. Yeah, You work and work and work and work and then you get there and you sometimes have to sit in your trailer for 10 hours before yeah, you're it's brought just, to set.
1: And it's it's developing rhythms and things like that. So if you're on set for 10 hours... But see, like to me, like that's not chaotic if you're just in holding. It's one thing... Yeah. It's no, I was on
0: set once and a the whole set piece came crashing down and the boom guy dropped the boom to protect it from hitting my head and the other person's head. And then we had to keep shooting, but it was a minimal... Like M um, O
1: S at that point? Crew
0: that day. And so when we were doing opposite coverage, the other actress and I were like holding like the gaffer tape. Like we were we were we stepped up and we were helping out when we weren't the ones on on set, but in a minute like that when you're you're in the scene and you see out of the corner of your eye a piece of equipment swinging down. towards you. Um yeah, that that can be chaotic and then you again make sure everyone's okay and and kind of hop back in, but I do like that you're supposed to be here because yeah. This industry, you know, you want it, you crave it, you love it. And then sometimes you're in a scenario where you go, like, what's happening? What what am I doing here? What's going on? I
1: think that's one of those things that in production, you're like, you've, um, you go through all the checklists of the, like, the in case blank, break this glass, and you go through all of those different emergency protocols in your head, or if you actually have them listed out, and then you go to your department head, or you go to your other producer, and you go okay, cool, we've run through every possible way to fix this. What do we do? We're, lo- yeah. we're losing daylight. We yeah. have today.
0: Oh, that's always stressful, <laughs> losing daylight.
1: That, just like um, there was one one location we were shooting at years and years ago. We had the location for the day, and that was it. And we had to shoot out a lot of sequences that we just kind of had to start cheating things. Mm-hmm. And you learn, to, you learn how to cheat very creatively
0: <laughs> Creative cheating But
1: I think that uh, one of the things that um, One of one of the beauties of being an actor Is that if there's chaos You have really just one responsibility uh, to Live truthfully in the moment And as long as you live truthfully in the moment mm-hmm. In the script, mm-hmm. you're fine If there's chaos As an actor, it actually can't affect you If there's chaos as a producer It can't affect you, but it must affect what you're doing That's true because you have to be informed. Your ADs have to work. Your directors have to work. Your electric, your sound. Every department has to work in a different way now. Yeah. And I think that um, surrounding yourself by people that actually function well in chaos um, is part of being an artist. Yeah, And I think that's, I mean, and that comes back to being a parent and being in a, being in a committed relationship as well. Because you're constantly in flux. And I think one of the things that we've talked about a handful of times on this is that whenever you're freaking out, I tend to be calm and whenever I'm freaking out, you tend to be calm. We
0: rarely, rarely freak out at the same time, which is a godsend. very much a, a a blessing. What do you do on the personal side when you get really stressed out? Like what's, what's a good way when there's chaos, what is your go to to calm yourself down?
1: Um, I, it depends on what, if I'm the chaotic... It, it kind of depends. If yeah. I feel like I'm being the chaotic actor or if the chaos is happening to me, if the chaos is happening to me, I just kind of like take it all in and then find the first thing that I can progress toward a solution.
0: Like, like give an example. Like like in our, in our personal lives at home. Uh, like something.
1: Well, yeah. Like if you're freaking out about something, I... I'm sure you've heard me say this thousands of times. Cool. Do this now. Because to me, Uh, I'm finding, I'm finding the one thing that can ground the situation Mm -hmm. by getting us back on a task. Because the thing is, is that if we're, if we're being overwhelmed in the chaos and we're staring out into this void and all of these things are hitting us, our dog almost died, our daughter's freaking out, we don't have AC, I have the flu, I might have strep. <laughs>
0: you have the flu, we can't afford if you do not work, but you had to stay home from work, that was a whole
1: oof. I still went to work.
0: I was like, do not go to work.
1: <laughs> well, and and then, He
0: goes, how can I help you right now? I see how stressed you are. And I look at him he went, I know you're going to say don't go to work, but I have to go to work. I was like, Jason. Oh, <laughs>
1: um, was so but, stressful. But. The, the thing is, is that you have to, I think in chaos, you have to look at every possible outcome and go, what's the one thing I know I can control in this moment and start controlling from there.
0: That's a really interesting
1: And if the gameplay. one thing you can control in this moment is you, mm-hmm. or if the one thing you can control is, hey, I know you have this action item, that's where you have to start from. Because mm. you can't start doing everything at once. You're just more chaotic. Right.
0: No, you have to break and it down. And one
1: of the things that you do sometimes when you're chaotic mm-hmm. is you try to do everything. I do. And that to me is one of the reasons why I get so fixated in our relationship. Like that's one of the things that I'm sure you've noticed. And I noticed in myself that I'm like, no, babe, just do, stop, stop, look, listen, yes, just no, do, do this that. And one I'm like, thing.
0: stop it. I can't do this one one thing right now i've been doing i'm doing these five things all at the same time it's like <laughs> oh my gosh
1: um, but th- that to me that's yeah. that's what's additionally chaotic when you're doing it mm-hmm. and for me i know like if i'm chaotic i feel my body temperature go up i feel myself spinning yes and i feel my mind reeling and what i just do in those moments is i go <sighs> i get very quiet and i just focus on the one thing i know i can do i shut everything out and i go to the one thing i can do
0: what are your go-to like stress relievers when you're in that point like what what do you do like what's an escape for you or something where you go i know if i do this it will calm me down right now
1: um sometimes it will be something as simple as pulling up spam email and marking them all as red yeah just because it's like that's one thing i know i can control for me, it'll maybe it's like going through like the first five to ten people's stories on Instagram or Facebook because it's just one of those just things where it's like a it's, a, it's just a little um uh, whatever it's it it's not oxytocin it's um and endor- it's a little endorphin rush
0: mm-hmm. from going through mm-hmm.
1: from going through that it's like okay cool that felt nice all right focus and uh, in the event that you can't have your phone or something like that I think it's just important to. Think about the things that are happy and fleeting that you have to pay attention to. Yeah, because yeah, you know, you're here. You're supposed to be here.
0: You're so. Sub- I like that you're supposed to be here. For me, the go-to. I know if I'm really freaking out, the one thing that instantly calms me down mm-hmm. is sitting and playing the piano.
1: Okay. How many times
0: mm-hmm. have I played the piano since Lila's been born?
1: Not nearly enough. Barely any.
0: And it's just so tricky when your days get so hectic and they're so filled and that's that's something I need to well I think bring back into my life because things get so crazy stressful yeah. and it's it's difficult to kind of really function at times with certain things and I can't just come down and pound it out on the piano and feel better. I always used to say piano is my <laughs> it's my therapy um but but, but you how and would, I, how
1: would that work just you know, devil's advocate, how would that work on set?
0: Uh, no, that's a very when you were saying that just now, I went, Wow, yeah, no, I've never been able to just you know, play a piano on set, but I've never I haven't hit the point yet where I'm so stressed on set I would need to do something like that. So I think what you're saying is so important to be able to build an arsenal so when it happens, yeah. You wanna you, you, you wanna work in the worst case to. scenario.
1: Yeah. I think, I mean, and this is, I mean, I will plug Anthony Gilardi infinitely for the rest of our lives. Well, I mean, he's just given me so many great tools as you laugh at me. Um, <laughs> it's just w- one of the things that we constantly work on in scene study when we're training actors to be on set is what's the worst case scenario? What's the absolute it's a great thing to prepare worst, for. worst thing so yeah. that your, your your energy can be focused on your job? And that's it. And that's yeah. your job. And if, you know, as an actor, how many um, acting notes are you going to get when you're on set?
0: When you're on set. Because there are times you get none and there are times where they change the whole thing on you and you have to take another take immediately.
1: Yeah. And you have to
0: just like process quick and do it.
1: And But at the same time, they might give you notes that mean nothing in any kind of context of anything. And your ability to process them and give the director or a producer what they want is really just you sticking to your guns and doing what you know tells the story of the scene, mm. and that's chaotic because somebody somebody's bringing you a bunch of chaotic energy, and you have to go, okay, cool, I'm going to be the calm port in this storm,
0: <laughs> right? That's a, you have to be the calm,
1: and, and you're like, cool, great, awesome. Yeah, uh, where's my eyeliner?
0: Cool.
1: All right. Well, um, let's do it. Give me a second. I'll be ready. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I'll
1: let you, I'll, I'll give you a yeah. little nod.
0: That's true. And
1: I, and I think that training, training to be ready for those things. I think having a good relationship at home or even like having a relationship that lets you deal with chaotic situations, I should say, because I think, I think good relationships kind of like judgmental in a way, like say like somebody has a bad relationship. We have a good one, but anyway, um, that it's really important to know that you have some anchor somewhere, whether that's a dog, a mom, a cat, uh, a lover, a friend. Just know that there is that touchstone, that anchor in your life that allows you to come back to a place of safety and a place away from that chaos. I like that. Yeah, and then doing what you can for when there's chaos in that person's life or when there's chaos in that relationship um, to fix those problems because you're at the end of the day your soul needs that person yeah or needs that thing so that and very selfishly you can get calm again yeah when you're chaotic i mean for you i'd say regardless of what this means about our relationship I feel like you call your mom when you're when you're
0: yeah no I do call. i, I call i call my mom if you're not I mean, I call my mom anyway. Yeah. But if you're. No, if you,
1: you call your mom anyway. And it's yeah. nothing, it's nothing what it, it doesn't, I don't think anything negatively about it.
0: Yeah. But it's like, Hey, mom.
1: <laughs> that's, I think <laughs> that's an incredibly powerful thing is to know like when all this fails, you can call your mom. Yeah. She's like in the emergency, break glass moment. Yeah. Call. Yeah, it's true. Yeah.
0: It's true. To have that support system, it's important. But, and that's something throwing back to when we first got married. It was an odd transition when something was wrong to not call my dad first, but call you. <laughs> and that would, yeah. that was something we actually had a huge talk a slash talk. I think that was like a little blow up blow up <laughs> um, about it when we were newly newly married. Because you know, you're my husband. You're you're the man. You're the you know. I should I should. you my partner. You're, I should call you
1: if you first. could feel my eye roll right now.
0: No, but I'm, that's kind of a Quote of what you said. No, I know. <laughs>
1: um, I'm rolling my eyes, but that that
0: transition of oh, right, you're dating, you're engaged. Oh, now you're married. You're a unit. You guys have to figure it out before you go to the people who used to help yeah. you with problems. And there's there are times we still go call my dad. We we, we, we need we, help. We don't know what to do right now. Um, but yeah, no, it, it's chaos. Last week, okay. Right after we finished recording our podcast, what that was happened? The most,
1: <laughs> that was the most chaotic ninety minutes of our marriage. Yet the, we that both was, stayed that was more chaotic, completely than, calm. than Brady almost passing away.
0: No, no, no. That, I felt way no. more chaotic in the moment well, with Brady. There was, and nothing I, there was
1: nothing I could do because I was stuck in traffic coming home.
0: That's true. You weren't. Th- if you if you were there and saw it, well, your heart would have sunk there, into I your toes. I would have
1: scooped him up and, and gone straight so to the yard. So scary. ER. Um, I, I, that The option there is You have baby I take dog Right Boom Done Done.
0: No more done. chaos right, Exactly um, But no we we, we finished <laughs> I don't even know how to begin this story On Christmas day Last year We go to take Lila to the Grove Just to be by the tree And be there for a minute on Christmas day And Amelia
1: day. is stronger than she knows
0: <laughs> My family calls me Amelia aunt I can somehow lift a gazillion times more weight and than my body weight. she
1: puts the key into the ignition. But the, uh,
0: it, it, there had been a slow crack building in the plastic. On know, her key, on key. fob. And but her, I didn't realize how much of a crack there was. The and it disintegrated
1: I into, <laughs> into your hand. <laughs>
0: until like 50 pieces. Yeah, the thing like completely, completely fell, apart. fell apart. And we went, Uh-oh. oh, that's, that's not good. So we got the spare key, switched the brains because the battery was dead in the other brain. So mm-hmm. I've been driving since Christmas with... I've had to be very careful and start it right at the ignition. Otherwise, mm-hmm. it turns and cracks more. Because I called Lexus to say, what's the replacement for this? It's $250 yeah, a for a absurd. stupid little case for a key. So we are like, we're not doing that. It's slowly been And somehow happening. over the
1: course of the last year, neither of us thought to look online to order yeah, a I replacement don't know why. case.
0: we look on Amazon for everything. We yeah. just didn't think in this one until, oh, well. you know, last week. So... We're going, we're going. Everything's fine, and the, it's, it's cracking a little bit more, but it's but it's fine. And then last week,
1: last we were at Rosh Hashanah services, and um, our babysitter <laughs> took took Lila home
0: for the first for the time.
1: first time. We and were like, and we told her to be very goodbye, careful child. with the key, and she <laughs> this, she had a very panicked she, moment. She did, and she handed us back a key that was not not in <laughs> great shape. Um, <laughs> we so were like,
0: it's okay. We need to replace it. The next day,
1: we go to the gas station. And uh, but we hopped
0: on Amazon and bought a replacement pack that night. Yes. and it was gonna arrive and
1: then it was gonna arrive later that day. We didn't know if it day. would actually fit two or but three days. We, we were yeah. like, you know,
0: we'll give it a shot. Um,
1: and so we get home, we record the podcast and then I don't know why, but I look at <laughs> our key ring because it was like a rack for keys. and I notice the, the casing for me, this key is just open. Empty without the and brain. The
0: brain for the car, and I'm just like, not oh there. no. <laughs> so I'm I'm packing. And then we, up we look a little for the bit.
1: spare key, the spare key that we were sure was on the key, uh, on it the had shoe been rack. There for months.
0: months. I'd even
1: we seen it that morning. We can't find it. We call our cleaning lady, who was here earlier <laughs> that am Like, hey, did you see it? She we're goes, not, she we're goes, not concerned that she took it. We're just concerned that she might have actually moved
0: it. And she goes, oh, I did see it, but I didn't move it maybe it fell into one of the shoes I was like I just looked at all the shoes and we
1: both went through all of the shoes we did and then finally on the third go around I we found, found the spare key
0: in, in a shoe
1: and then we found the spare key and We're we go like, we yes! rush into Amelia's car and we use the spare key and this is not the right spare it key go. it's the spare key to, to my car, not, car not your car the spare key Jason's car, car. <laughs> and then we remember aha we have the spare key that we used it
0: is in the, the toolkit tool kit in a little ziplock bag. Because
1: the last time Amelia locked herself out of her car, I remembered it was up there. I later.
0: only have done that once. Don't say the last time. <laughs> I've was. done that one to time. be
1: fair, it was the last time. I know, but... If I'd it be the you, only but time. But you
0: said it in a <laughs> <It sounds laughs> like way. It, it was not.
1: This has only happened once. It was not. It only happened once, but it was also the last at time. At home
0: in our garage.
1: Yes. So anyway... <clears throat> We're running. We're running around trying to figure out where's this, where's the brain? Because if the, the car has stayed unlocked this whole time, meaning
0: the brain must be nearby.
1: nearby, or it was never properly locked. So,
0: which could mean that the brain was at the gas, gas station. station that we stopped at on the way home from our but cousin's using house. Using deductive
1: reasoning, we put the brain from the old broken key into the key, f- into uh the key, and notice that it only can actually turn all the way on. Because if a the, brain is inside of it, connecting to the blade of the key, yes, so start, but the
0: battery of that brain is dead. <laughs> this
1: is not nearly as chaotic as we were.
0: No, this is I know. terrible theater. It,
1: <laughs> but I just so we're running back and forth all along the ground floor of our home, mm-hmm. tearing through the garage, tearing through her car, yep. looking everywhere. And she goes, maybe the maybe the brain somewhere outside. The brain was just sitting face up just outside of our front door because when we came home. I ran around the front of the house. Yep. And it had fallen out of my pocket. it had
0: fallen out. The whole purpose of that story Those is... was 90 minutes. It was an hour and a half of this. The baby was asleep, so we couldn't be loud as we were pillaging <laughs> through... And panicking. Everything in our house. And neither one of us... Freaked out. Freaked out it was it was the kind of thing where you could tell tensions were high but we were like okay well let's try this all right let's try that this didn't work let's try that and when it was done it was, it was
1: out of a farce
0: it, yes and when it all was said and done and we got the brain and we we taped it in just so it would be there till the replacement case came
1: Oh, I, no, I did surgery. I flip-flopped cases. Oh, that's
0: right. That's I took right, the front of right. one and
1: put it on the back of another and then yep. put the brain of one into another and yep. and, re- and attached to the one with the key where the blade was still in like, so good the function. the blade
0: was at least in good function because I needed uh, the car the next yeah. day with the baby. Yeah. So, I mean, it just, it was Everybody a comedy of errors. But I was we were so proud of ourselves. Like, even Jason was like, That was the greatest. He was like, we need to high five right now. It was like almost midnight at this point. And then he goes,
1: I need a drink. I need
0: a drink. And I chuckled. He goes, do you want a drink? I was like, I do, but I'm not going to have one. And I went and got in the shower. But it was...
1: Extraordinary. We were very
0: proud of ourselves that we both stayed in the level-handed mind. Not Jason didn't go off and freak out. I didn't panic and shut down. We both stayed in this all right, this is what's happening, and Mm -hmm. we're going to figure it out, and we're going to do this together, and it's going to be great. And we were successful. Yeah. Wow. That was just a week ago. (sighs) That
1: was exhausting reliving it. And flush. (laughs) Um, But But chaos
0: can show up in any and all forms. It's just sometimes when it rains, it pours. Mm -hmm. And I just feel like the last week, it's just been pouring, hit after hit after hit. On I, the personal side, I like
1: to say, I like to say it this way: It's been a long week today.
0: It's been a long week today, and that's the name of the episode.
1: <laughs> 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 Boom! We found Boom. it. Boom!
0: Mic drop. What? Don't drop the mic. We can't I, afford I, I to won't, replace we won't, it. We won't. Do
1: um, <laughs> a whole no, it's a whole, so true. That was A whole other so problem true. of finances. Oh um, god! But I think that that at the end of everything is the most important thing as an artist in a relationship is to remember you are where you're meant to be. You're supposed to be here. Mm -hmm. How are you going to come out of this? And, and, and I think the thing is, is that as an artist and as a relationship, it's not a zero sum game. There's not a winner and a loser. Absolutely. You either both lose or you you both both win. win. So how are, how are you going to, in the moment, do what you need to do as a person who's supposed to be there in that moment yeah. to get you and do you at that point becomes a queen's we it's everybody Yeah. how do you get everyone to the next place in the most helpful way forward that is not self-serving right Because that's one of those really humbling things is to understand that like even though I think I can fix this problem it might actually cause other problems if I fix this problem yeah and that's actually yeah. one of those things where you, when you said, like, when you're, when you're on a set and you're like, oh, how can I help? Well, it totally depends on the type of set you're on.
0: It does totally if, depend.
1: depending on what type of set you're on, like, if you touch that, well, you know, you're an actor. You're not allowed to touch art.
0: Right. You can't unless touch you're props. Uh, Unless you're
1: supposed to, unless you're interacting with it in the scene. Yep. So you doing that is creating other problems. And you don't know, but by you doing that, you're storing something up between the art department and the AD and the prop master and this, that, you're and totally the other. Right. And you're totally right. I ran just, into that
0: so many times in the Hospital. To, and you're
1: just trying to make sure that that cup gets back to where it's supposed to go.
0: Exactly. Exactly.
1: <laughs> and, and by you just doing When what, they
0: you know reset back to one and you're just trying
1: to help out. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's one of those interesting chaotic things when you're dealing with lots of egos that the most important thing sometimes is just to remember okay, cool, I'm supposed to be here. What do I need to do in my role to best serve everyone here? And mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. to kind of dovetail back in a weird way to the thing of Yom Kippur and uh, last week's topic of Rosh Hashanah, like goals for New Year. I think Rosh Hashanah is, uh, Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, the 10 days of reflection, Ai Holy Days, all of that stuff in Judaism. Um, when you're looking at reflection, you're also talking about making amends. And so, like, when you're talking about chaos as, like, a way to just put a button on this, um, how do I not tread and create chaos in ways that I've made it before? How do I make amends for the chaos I might have created in a previous year and things Mm. like that? Mm -hmm. Because we all do things chaotically from time to time. And so... We're human. Yeah, of course. Um, But one of the cool things I like about Yom Kippur and the Jewish notion of atonement um, is that you're supposed to apologize for things person to person that you've done to wrong a person. you're supposed to apologize to God for things and ways in which you've wronged God and make the promise to not do the same action and create the same wrong that you yeah. in this next year yeah. with the understanding that as a human, you may. And that's what Kol Nidre is all about. It's absolving yourself of those promises and saying, look, I screw up I'm sorry I screw up. <sighs> I'll do better this next year um, and I'm sorry if there's anything any commitment I wasn't able to hold up on to on my bargain so I yeah. one, I'd like to take this moment since we're talking about chaos and saying it's been a long week today
0: it's been a long and I'd like week to say
1: there. Amelia yes? if there's anything that I've done you that you blame Aww. me for for this last year, I'm sorry and I'll do better this next year. And I might not oh, do better, baby. but I'll do my best to do better. And if I still screw things up, hopefully I'll screw them up in a new and creative way.
0: I love that. And I say, I'm, I'm, we're reaching, we're holding hands right now. I say the same to you. If there's anything that I've done this year, I ask for forgiveness and I will try to be a strong partner
1: with you <laughs> and, and in life. And then to anyone in the, out in the world that listens to this, um, if we've wronged you, we've wronged in, wronged any you in any way, way, we apologize. We're sorry if we've made you feel judged or hurt in any way, we apologize. That's not a goal. It's not even part of what we're doing in our lives. But But if if,
0: we have somehow.
1: And at the same time, if there's anybody who thinks that they've done that to us in any way,
0: we forgive you. We forgive
1: you. Um, And that's not from a place of pride or a place of uh, thinking. That's Yom Yom Kippur. Yeah. It's just saying, hey, you know, like we're all human. We all make mistakes. Yeah. And we forgive each other for being human. And we at the same time apologize for being human.
0: It's so true. Ah, the beauty of humanness. As my father says, humans. A messy a lot. A messy lot. Eric Myers' quote. Well, yes, that is this evening's. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Really? Okay, <laughs> great. I think That's Amelia's we... trying to say, thanks for tuning in. Well, I
0: hadn't, I hadn't gotten there yet. Oh, I, was, okay. I, was, I was possibly going to say that because we went on the whole thing of, that we hosted breakfast last night. Oh, I wasn't okay. sure I was going to mention it or You're not, but I was going to mention it. But it was bringing to a close the whole you know, chaos theme and then say how lovely it was to have a breakfast last night. Which is also and, chaotic. And it was a little chaotic. <laughs> but it wound up being great. It wound up being beautiful. And it was. I think it's... This is. We'll see what happens, but I feel like it's so going to be the beginning of, of a tradition. F- one
1: of my favorite <laughs> moments of yesterday. Oh God, what is I'm doing okay with the flu? I'm three days into my meds, so we can have people over.
0: Oh, I said, do we need to cancel or what? But
1: Amelia has so much to do for this um, wedding event she oh has coming gosh, up for one of her side on, businesses that's on Monday, and she's like, "All I right, cool. So Lila's down do. for a nap. I'm going to do all these things." And then I'm going to run to the store and pick up all these things. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, you're to Dude, do what? You're here. She's like, I'm you're run here. I can do store, all this. But and I, I have like,
0: to get these brochures ordered first so I have them for the expo. And I'm like,
1: honey, no, I'll, I'll just go. And she's like, how are you going to do that? You have the flu. I'm like, I'm well enough to go pick up food.
0: I said, are you? Are you really?
1: <laughs> and I go. And it takes me like an hour and 15 minutes to mm-hmm. do all of those chores, which means had Amelia done that, that would have been an hour and 15 <laughs> <laughs> minutes that she wasn't home doing the things she was supposed to do.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, and like... Well, we almost canceled breakfast because we, were, we weren't sure how you and, were going to be. And
1: Lila didn't go down for a nap at all yesterday. And Lila which skipped is a cat, her nap
0: because, holy cow, that's right. Because she had her 15-month checkup on Tuesday. This week...
1: It's been a long week. <laughs> it's been a long, <laughs> month, been a this long month this week. It's been a long month
0: this week. It's been a long week today. Um, she had her 15-month checkup. Everything is, is great. She's developing beautifully. But you do get four shots on that 15-month, including the flu shot, which... I, you know, it can be, you can react to it. And she's never reacted to um, any shot before, but you can get, you know, a spike of fever, all that. And she had 102 and was miserable all day. And, and we was were not like... not super
1: thrilled today for parts of the day either. No.
0: And so we, I called the pediatrician to ask, hey, you know, is it supposed to be this high? Is it all right? Um, I'd also forgot to ask when I was there the day before, when are we allowed to let her taste chocolate? Because she's 15 months now. And Still haven't yet. No, we haven't. We haven't yet. But she she can. She can. (laughs) A little tiny bit, but we haven't yet. Um, And they said, oh, I'm sure it's just the flu reaction shot. I said, "Okay, so it's not the start of anything. You know, my husband came home with the flu three days ago and the doctor stops and she goes, oh, I didn't know that piece of information. And I went, what do you mean? She goes, well, that means she's already been exposed to the flu prior to getting the vaccine. So if she's not really doing a lot better by Friday, you got to come in because we need to see if she has the flu. And I was like,
1: "You're also oh telling boy. me this for the first time."
0: I realized, I, as I'm saying this, I realized I didn't say this to you last night because we were hosting Yom Kippur. They call or we breakfast. The doctor called while we were hosting, so it's just been a weekend. But today she was much better, and we'll see how she is tomorrow. But I think it was just a reaction to the flu shot. That
1: was all this week. Yeah, it's been busy.
0: Wow. And on that note, <laughs> I love you. I love going through life with you, even the chaotic moments, and I'm proud of you, and I'm proud of us. Word. And thank you all for tuning in.
1: <laughs> She's done, guys. She's <laughs> hit the giddy laughing point. <laughs> I'm Amelia Lewis. I'm Jason Roosevelt. And, and this, this has been, been Married to Hollywood. Hollywood. Talk to you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.